listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. This is going to be something you don't want to miss, and um, and people need to hear this because we're only like nine days in <laughs> to the year, and people are already discouraged. Don't be discouraged. God's got the best things ready for you you've ever seen. Do not allow what you're seeing in the natural realm to discourage you. Don't allow it. Uh, and so I want this message to get out. So help me. Take a minute, share it. We know what's going on. Social media is cracking down on people. Uh, they're removing people left and right from, from social media, uh, including our president. And then now they're threatening to remove. I know Google Play Store already removed the Parler app. Apple has threatened within 24 hours to remove the Parler app. They're just trying to silence people. Take a minute, help me, share this broadcast, and let's talk. Because this is a word from the Lord that's going to... I believe, uh, help us through the entire year of 2021 and beyond. And so what I want to show you is, is found actually in the book of Exodus. And uh, of course, we're going through these 90 days chronologically beginning to end of the Bible. And I was reading and I like to listen, you know, while I read, I don't know if any of you guys do that, throw a hand up in the comments. If you, you also use something like the version Bible app to listen as you're reading, I don't know what it is. It feels like you're getting double or something. I don't know. I like, uh, I like going through listening to it while I'm reading it. And so I'll put on the audio through the YouVersion Bible app and um, I, will, I will listen and read simultaneously. Look at that. There's like a light right on my mouth. It's coming in. It's like, it's like a reflection or something. Oh, it's a sign. I don't hear nobody. There's a light on your mouth. No. Um, <laughs> but see, a lot of people lifting their hand. You like to do the same thing. You like to listen while you read. Something about it, I don't know really what it is. I mean, maybe it's just you feel like you're getting double duty. <laughs> it's just like coming in double. But I, I don't know. I like it. And um, so I was doing that. And uh, I do that too, Tanya. Sometimes I'll read out loud. That's right. And so um, I was doing that. And I got to Exodus 33 and Moses speaking to the Lord. And then it just literally, I had to pause it. I paused it. And stopped and literally just started meditating on uh, that two verses that I'm going to show you today. Just started meditating. I was like, this is like literally going to change the year. And uh, let me say this to you. I've been on social media the last couple of days, uh, not doing too much necessarily, but, and I'm so thankful Carolyn's been doing such an amazing job at the broadcast, crushing it all week long. Um, so thankful for her. But one of the things that I've been seeing people pose is like they're looking at everything that's going on in the world. And like people have lost, I was joking about it in the search service. So people have literally lost the victory in less than 10 days in the new year. I mean, literally people posting on social media, like 2022 is going to be my year. And like, you know, oh my God, I need help. Somebody wrote, um, Somebody wrote, um, dear 2021, thank you for my seven day free trial. I'd like to cancel my subscription and literally, and you know, I know some of it's a joke or whatever, but, 
literally there are people with that mindset that they're like already done. I mean, we're only, what is today's the ninth, right? Yeah. The ninth, it's the ninth of January and people are like giving up on their word. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up on your word. This is the, this is going to be the best year we've ever had by far for the faithful people of God. It's going to be the best year we've ever had. What's up, Renee? Love you. Uh, that's right. Pastor Bill said, disconnect from the world. You have to disconnect from uh, what the Bible actually refers to as an evil report. Let me explain that for a minute. When um, God's people were close enough to the promised land to send spies in, you know, they were finally close enough to Canaan to send spies in. When they came back, Joshua and Caleb, two of the 12 spies, had a report of faith. They said, we're well able to take the land. Now, they saw the giants. They saw everything else that was there. They weren't blind. You understand what I'm saying? Morning, Ashley, I love you. They weren't blind. They could see the giants. They could see the problems. They could see the opposition. But they didn't consider it a problem. Joshua and Caleb looked at it and didn't consider it a problem. They said, no, we're well able to take the land. Well able. Let's go. And here's what they said. Let us go at once. Glory to God. Let us go at once and take the land. See, because faith understands, not only do we have the ability, but we need to move quickly to do what God's called us to do. And they said, let us go at once and take the land. They saw those giants. They saw that. But you know what they also saw? The blessing. They said, man, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. Thank you, Jesus. They showed the grapes. They said, look at these grapes. Look at the milk. Look at the honey. This is a blessed land. It Listen, every per. and I want you to put this in the comments because it'll help you to understand where we're going today. Every person's promised land has giants in it. There are giants in every person's promised land. Put it in the comments just like that. There are giants in every person's promised land. And that's what we got to get is because the devil doesn't want you entering into your promise. He doesn't want you entering into your blessing. No, That's why we fight the good fight of faith and we lay hold on eternal life. Every, there are giants in every person's promised land. No question. And so they said, let's go at once and take the land. They weren't, they saw the giants, but they said, we're going, you know, you know what I love? I wrote this in further faster. When they saw the giants, the other 10 spies said, man, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. I mean, they're, they're massive. And they're, you know, they, they start talking about how great the giants were. And uh, Joshua and Caleb said, they are bread to us. What a phrase. Think about that. They are bread to us. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to say that again. They are bread to us. You know, that means we're going to eat them up. Let me go. Let me go further. He said, and their protection is removed from them. Their protection is removed from them. 
And so I'm not looking at any giant. That has nothing to do with my promise or your promise. Nothing. I've been so amazed. People have literally lost the victory in nine days. You know one of the things that made me kind of laugh? I was reading some things about social media. And one of the things that... um, <laughs> That's Brandon Brandon Wanunu said, carb loading by the grace of God. <laughs> Turning the giants into carbs. Um I was reading about social media statistics and I was looking at uh New Year's resolutions. And one of the things that I read about some people's New Year's resolutions is that they've actually determined a day on the calendar now. It's actually on the Google calendar. If you Google this phrase, you'll see what day it is in 2021. It's actually called Quitter's Day. Quitter's Day. Because what they've uh, what they've found is that, especially with people making New Year's resolutions to work out and go to the gym and all that, that literally, and I think if you look, somebody could put it in the comments for me. Uh, if you Google Quitter's Day, which day, it might be like January 17th or 18th this year. 17th or 18th. That means that somebody set a resolution for their new year <laughs> and by the 17th of the year only 17 days in they've quit their rest they've quit their goal quit on their goal it looks like uh people have already quit on their prophetic word less than 10 days in don't quit on your word what's up charlie champ love you buddy don't quit on your prophetic word and so you understand uh, I'm not, that quitter's day is never going to be my day. Look, Rose said it's the 17th, Google's saying. That's right, Charlie said. For some, it was January 2nd. That's exactly right. Because people get their eyes on what's going on in the natural realm versus what's going on in the word of God and by the spirit of God. So when they came back and said, there are giants in the land, I said, yeah, but we're well able to take it. But notice how the Bible says and describes the report of the 10. And I always bring people's attention to this because it needs to be seen. The Bible does not call their report a report of fear or a report of unbelief or a report of doubt. You know what the Bible calls theirs? An evil report. Catch that. Calls it an evil report. Why? Because when they said we're, we cannot and we, we should not, their report was contradicting the mighty word of God. When they said we can't take it, they're bigger than us. They're more powerful than us. They were contradicting the mighty word of God. And the Bible calls it an evil report. And so I made up in my mind, I refuse if God, now listen. Morning, Ted. I love you, buddy. If God has promised us, it's like last year, you know, 2020, he told me in the fall, he said, start declaring it over your people, over the partners, over your friends, that 2020 is going to be a year of violent increase and expedited favor. That was our word, violent increase, expedited favor. And that's exactly what we saw for the whole 12 months of 2020. We didn't go backwards. We didn't diminish. We didn't fail. We didn't have to hoard. We didn't lay off staff. We didn't lose out. No. And even many of you that were connected to us have already sent your testimonies. We've read them on the broadcast. 
biggest year you've ever had, got your promotion, got your increase, all these things. One, one guy sent it in January. And, by, and Brother Jeff, before uh, January was even over, signed one contract that tripled his, his income for the year. All kinds of stories like that. Because it was God's word over us. Love you, Vessel. God's word over us was we would have violent increase and expedited favor. And we did. And then the Lord told us in this year that we were going to run in 2021. That we would run and not grow weary, walk and not faint, mount up with wings as eagles. We'll do more than we've ever done in 2021. We're going to have divine impact, divine influence, and divine momentum in this new year. And that's going to be, I don't care who says it can't happen, who says it won't happen. It's going to happen. And it's already started. And the Lord's going to do what he said he would do. Why would I align myself and my words with what the world is saying and doing versus the almighty God? Who does the world think they are that they can contradict the mighty word of God? And so let me just say this. It doesn't matter what goes on in the world. Here's what I want you to see. It doesn't matter what goes on in the world. It doesn't matter if you are a Holy Ghost believer that stands on the word of God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What happens in the natural does not affect my supernatural life in Jesus' name. I am not a victim to the antichrist spirit that's operating in the earth. And I don't care what happens. I don't care what happens because we have dominion and we have authority. And that's been given to us by God himself. Dominion and authority. What demon, what devil is going to override your dominion and authority? Because if he did, he would actually have to travel into heaven and wrestle it away from Jesus and take it from you because Christ is your head. He's the head of the church. And the church is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So what demon is going to stop you from the dominion you've got? What devil is going to stop you? There is no devil. There is no demon. There is no person with an antichrist spirit or agenda that's going to stop what God's doing. I've heard preachers get up and actually say, we need to pray the church is in trouble. Let me ask you a question. Who's big enough to put the church in trouble? Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who you are, you're, you're, you're describing? The most powerful entity in the universe, the body of Christ. Who's big enough to put the church in trouble? Church ain't in trouble. Jesus is the one who said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So who who is arrogant enough to say, I'm going to put the church in trouble. I'm going to be trouble for the church. You better be careful. You better be, a, you better be careful opposing the people of God. You stand too close to the gates of hell and you'll get burned up. The church ain't in trouble. I'm talking about the true church of God, not these hirelings with their little entertainment shows. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about some little seeker-sensitive mess that's got no power of the Holy Ghost, no prophetic word. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the true church of God that won't uh, back down from what God's word says and what the spirit is doing. Ain't in trouble. We ain't in trouble. I'm not in trouble. You're not in trouble. You can't be in trouble if God's on your side. Paul said to the Roman church, if God is for you, tell me who can be against you. Nobody. 
See, I want you to hear this now. If God's for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. That's the first thing. But then if God's against you, it doesn't matter who's for you or how many resources you have. Doesn't matter. Let me break it down this way. There, we could look at two different stories in the Bible where a nation or a city is being attacked, right? So let's look, for example, if uh, uh, in uh, the book of what is it? First Kings, is it First Kings 19? King Sennacherib has launched an attack against King Hezekiah, surrounds the city with 185,000 soldiers and then mocks them sends a letter into the city saying, we're going to take you captive. We're going to literally take your women and children. We're going to kill your men. We're going to tear down your temple and your altars. And King Hezekiah gets that letter from King Sennacherib, brings it into the temple, lays it before the Lord and says, Lord, listen to what they're saying about you and your people. And in the night, hallelujah. That's an important phrase. And I want you to put it in the comments, in the night. Write that in the comments. In the night. In the night. Why? Because God's never sleeping. When you're sleeping, he's still awake. When you've quit, he's still working. In the night. And the Bible says in the night, God sent one angel, just one. He didn't send an army. He didn't have to get off his throne and Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ did not have to come down from heaven. He sent one angel in the night. Whew, glory to God in the night. And let me tell you something, that angel descended from heaven and in the night he started flapping his wings and in the morning, every soldier was dead. 100 and 85,000 soldiers were dead. One angel came in the night. Something that looked like it was the end of their story became their greatest victory. Every enemy dead. One angel. So if God's for the city, who's going to stop the city? If God's for you, I don't care how, how big they look again, it doesn't matter. Who's against you? But then flip it on the other side. If God's against you, who could be for you? And you look at the story of Joshua and the children of Israel walking around the city of Jericho. And the Bible says that, you know, if you look at that, they were being mocked, you know, walking around Jericho's walls. And if you study history, those walls were massive, big enough that you could run chariot races around the top like NASCAR. I mean, they were massive walls. And then all of a sudden, as they're being mocked, you know, you'll never take us down. You can't take our city. You can't take our... He said, all I want you to do is shout when I tell you to shout. And it doesn't matter how great their defenses were. It didn't matter how great their walls were. God was against the city. If God's against the city, it's coming down. You know, the Bible tells us this very principle in Psalm 127. It said in Psalm 127 that unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. And unless the Lord is guarding the city, 
the watchman walks the walls in vain. What, are you going to have human protection if you've got a supernatural opposition? You think God's going to come against your city and your little watchmen on the walls are going to protect you? And that's exactly what happened. The Bible says they shouted. They didn't have to pull a sword out. They shouted and the walls that everybody put their trust in came crashing down. And so what I'm preaching to you today is this. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. If God's for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. Does not matter. And we're going to have the greatest year that we've ever had. This is going to be a year filled with God's goodness, his mercy, his miracle working power. We're going to see prophetic words come to pass. We're going to see miracle signs and wonders. We're going to see souls saved at an unprecedented rate in Jesus name. I'm rallying the troops today because I don't want you to let go of your word nine days into the year. I mean, come on. What do we trust in? What are we looking at? I mean, give me a break. God's word is bigger than anything that you have ever uh, dealt with or will ever deal with. There's my dad. Love you, dad. Thank you, Leslie, for sowing a seed. That's right, Caitlin. We're going to soar this year. We're going to soar. You know, the Lord spoke that to me. And I'm going to go to Exodus in a minute. I'm getting there. But the Lord spoke that to me while I was preaching. He said, read that. He said, you'll mount up. That's Isaiah 40, 31. He said, you'll mount up with wings like eagles. You'll mound up with wings like eagles. You see that? You'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. And he said this to me. He said, eagles, and I did a little study on it. Eagles fly higher than any of the other animals or birds can go. But notice, even their bodies, if you study the, uh, the body of an eagle, it's actually built in such a way that it can go to those heights and even their bones and even their feathers and even their, uh, the, like the cavity of their body. You study eagles, they're actually built to go that high and to soar. So notice that they pump their wings to get up to that elevation. But once they get up there, they're not still pumping their wings to stay up there. Notice, they spread them out and they soar. They soar far above anything else. They soar. And notice, although it took some dedication to get up where they were going, once they got where they were going, they spread those wings and they soar. Hallelujah. And you're going to soar. The Bible said you will mount up with wings like eagles. Who? Who will do that? Those that wait upon the Lord. And see, we've looked at that incorrectly for so long. It doesn't mean wait like he missed the bus and you're sitting there. When's God going to get here? I've been waiting on him for three years. No, the word wait in the Hebrew, it actually is uh, better rendered. Those that are bound together with those that are bound together with the Lord, those that are waiting. Think of waiting more like you're a waiter at a restaurant, those that wait upon the Lord. That means that they're doing what he wants. They're giving him what he asks for. Those that wait, what would you like, Lord? What could I do for you, Lord? What can I get for you, Lord? Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They are the ones who will mount up with wings like eagles. You're not gonna be able to sit home and not pursue your purpose 
and not do what God's called you to do. And they say, well, I'm just going to mount up with wings as eagles. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Those that are pursuing what God's called them to do, those that are faithful to do what's in their spirit and what God has led them to do by his spirit, those that are serving the Lord with gladness, they will mount up with wings like eagles. Don't tell me that I'm going to work for the Lord and God's not going to reward me for it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want you to put it in the comments this way. If I work for the Lord, he will reward me. If I work for the Lord, he will reward me. Put it in the comment section. If I work for the Lord, he will reward me. No question about it. No question about it. He will reward you. And the Bible teaches that, that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so the more we seek him in obedience, the more that we seek him in our dedication, our consecration, the more I seek him, the more he rewards me. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's going to be a year of rewards in Jesus name for the faithful people of God. It's going to be a year of rewards. Glory to God. We're going to have rewards one after the other, the faithful people of God. If I work for the Lord, he'll reward me. See, that's the nice thing. My rewards don't come from a man. And thank God he will send people to bless you. The Bible teaches that. He'll send people to bless you. That's our promise. But my rewards are not generated by a man. My rewards are not created by a man. There's mama in New York. Love you. It's the Lord who rewards. In fact, you know, the Bible teaches this in Psalm 75 verses six and seven. It says promotion or lifting up. It doesn't come from the East or the West or the South. But promotion comes from the Lord, and he alone decides who will rise and who will fall. So my promotion doesn't come from men, doesn't come from governments, doesn't come from corporations, doesn't come from secret societies and handshakes behind the scenes and becoming a really good networker. It comes from the Lord. Amen. He gives favor. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love what Psalm 84 says, verse 11, the Lord, our God is a sun and shield and he bestows favor and honor and he will withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly. That's you and that's me in Jesus name. And so I was uh, going through with this understanding. See, we're in this time of fasting and prayer. If you're missing out on fasting and prayer, jump in because see, it's one. And I just, if you don't know, I just released a brand new book for this fast. Um, And I believe it's the most comprehensive book on fasting that's out there. You know why I say that? I own all the other ones and I've read them and studied them. And I honestly believe it's the most uh, comprehensive book there is on biblical fasting. And it's called A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. It's available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kindle, whatever. Get it because it will show you what I'm talking about. But one of the things we've been saying is that uh, it's a Christian dedication, 
that literally provokes God's favor. It provokes God's favor without question. You say, well, how in the world is that possible? You know, because for years, people taught that really, you know, all that fasting does is, you know, it subdues the flesh or weakens the flesh. That's not all it does. There's all kinds of supernatural benefits attached to it. Uh, But one of the things is that, and thank you, everybody in the comments that's saying, I bought mine yesterday. I got mine coming. I've had it. It's great. I've been reading. Thank you. And thank you. And do me a favor, if you would, if you're enjoying it, please do me a favor and leave an Amazon review for me because I really want to get this word out to more and more people because I believe it's that important, especially now. Look at what's going on. We need the body of Christ fasting and praying. We need it. And so it'll help me get the word out to more and more people. If you'll leave a review, it helps more people to see it on Amazon. And um, I really appreciate those of you that have already already done that. It means a lot to me. And uh, I love you. And I, I appreciate that. Um, and so if you've gotten it, and especially if you've gotten it through Amazon, because it shows up as a verified purchase as you review it. I'll tell you something cool of literally all the books in Christian inspiration in, in, you know, in the United States that have, that are available on Amazon. And I don't know how many that is. Uh, we broke into the top, uh, 700 just a couple of days ago. It's pretty amazing. I mean, that blows my mind. The book broke into the top 700 in Christian inspiration and, uh, spiritual, what is it? Spiritual development within the last two days. And so people are seeing it and people are being blessed by it. And that, that's encouraging to me. And so I started looking at that, that fasting and prayer, what we're doing now, it's provoking God's favor. And um, the reason for that is this, and I'll, I'll show it to you from scripture. In fact, you can go with me to uh, James, the book of James chapter four. And um, I'm expecting you to see favor this year. I'm expecting you to see divine and supernatural favor. And um, I was reading through this. And of course we understand, especially you go through the Old Testament, you go, go through the New Testament. One of the purposes of fasting, and I list it in the book and I talk more in depth about it. One of the purposes of fasting has always been to humble yourself. It was a form of humbling yourself. And as you humble yourself, see, uh, the flesh nature always wants to rise up without question. But fasting is the quickest way to subdue your flesh nature. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm talking about biblical fasting, fasting food, not fasting social media or fasting a video game. I'm talking about fasting like they did in the Bible. And when you fast, when you take calories away from your body, there is no quicker way to curb the flesh nature, the carnal nature than that. And that it was used in the Old Testament as a way to humble themselves it was used in the New Testament. I'll give you one interesting thing. Um, when Paul, the apostle, before he became Paul, when he was still Saul, um, and he found out he was opposing Christ on the road to Damascus, uh, it was interesting to me that after he recognized the fact, I'm actually coming against God himself, the Bible says he spent the next three days and didn't eat anything, like literally three days, didn't consume anything. And he sat there. He didn't go anywhere. He was blinded. 
from the appearance that he had, the encounter he had on the road to Damascus, and he sat in the house, didn't consume anything. Even Bible scholars believe that Paul, who was a you know a Pharisee, he, he was one of the most influential religious men of the day, he sat at the feet of Gamaliel, who was still to this day considered one of the greatest teachers in Judaism ever, and he was his direct understudy. So he knew what he was talking about, and Paul sitting there, would have been very familiar with fasting. Pharisees fasted two days every week. And so he's in there humbling. Many scholars believe the purpose of that was not just shock. It was him in introspection. I mean, what an eye-opening thing. I thought I was doing the work of the Lord and I was actually opposing God this entire time. I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do and doing the work of heaven And I was actually fighting against God this entire time. And scholars believe, and I listed in the book, that he was sitting in there in complete introspection and mourning and humbling of himself. That It's like, I can't believe this. I I literally was an enemy of God. I was an enemy of God. And before he even had his conversion into Christianity, he's sitting there in the house, blind, no food, sitting there thinking, I was an enemy of God. I was killing God's servants. I was killing his people. And it's like a revelation. You start to realize, oh my Lord, I better, this thing is, I'm in trouble. And then of course he's converted and goes from being Saul to being Paul and then makes the greatest impact on the earth for the gospel that any man in the New Testament made outside of Jesus. I mean, God used him mightily, but notice it was through humbling himself. And so here's the deal. Notice what the Bible says in uh, James chapter four. And uh, you start to see what, what I'm talking about when we get to verse six, but God gives more grace or favor. There's my friend, Ken Salt up in Canada. Love you. God gives more grace or favor. Look at this. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives more grace or favor to the humble. Because that word for grace is the word for favor. Charis in the, um, and I did this, I dealt with that in, in further faster. God gives more favor, more grace to the humble, which means that grace is not unmerited. Favor's not unmerited. It's not unmerited favor. It's not unmerited. It means you did something to receive it. I'm showing you this because uh, we're going to have that kind of a year this year. It's going to be our story this year in the mighty name of Jesus. When you humble yourself, then God exalts you. God exalts you. Pride is a killer. The Bible says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You can't walk in pride and think God's going to lift you up. He will. You make yourself an opponent of God when you walk in pride. But look at humility. Humility actually attracts the favor of God. I want you to put it in the comments, and I want you to say this with expectancy. I can and will attract the favor of God. Put it in the comments. I can and will attract the favor of God. Thank you, Jesus. I can and will attract the favor of God. This is our year to see that take place. 
And it will take place. It will take place. And listen to me. I'm getting ready to release this word now that the Lord showed me. I want, if you haven't done so, but even if you have, I want you to do it again. Take a minute to share this right now because I'm getting ready to drop this, what the Lord showed me. And so I want you to share it one more time because people need to hear what I'm saying. People have let go of their word and we're not even 10 days into the year. They've let go of their faith and we're not even 10 days into the year. And so I want you to take a minute and share this. People need to hear it. It's a word from the Lord. Hit me uh, with strength two days ago. I'm in Exodus chapter 33. This is where I'm at right now. Exodus chapter 33. And this is verse number 15 and 16. And Moses is interacting with God and talking to God. And I want you to see something that he says that's mind-blowing. And in verse 15, he says this. And Moses said to God, if your presence will not go with me. Do not bring us up from here. See that. If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. Now, verse 16, blew me up. See it. Verse 16 said, for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people. How's anybody going to know that we have your favor? Look, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? Oh, hallelujah. Catch this. So that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth. Do you see this? I'm going to go through it one more time because you've got to see this now. He's saying, if you don't go with us, how will they know we have your favor? Because your favor is shown when you're with us and we are distinct. One translation says we are distinguished from every other people on the face of the earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. In all capital letters, I want you to put in the comments, distinction, all capital letters, distinction. Put it in the comments right now. Write it, distinction. Thank you, Jesus. Put it in the comments section. It's so important. Thank you, Lord. A distinguishable difference. That's right, distinction. I wanted to show you, and I had this pulled up yesterday. Um, I looked this up. And of course, you know that, uh, maybe you don't know, I'll tell you, um, that by the time of the New Testament, um, you know, the, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. By the time of the New Testament, 70 scholars had gotten together and translated the Old Testament from Hebrew into Greek so that Greek-speaking peoples could read the Old Testament. It's called the Septuagint version of uh, the Old Testament. That's, the, that's actually the, the name of it. It's the Septuagint. 
And so it's actually the version of the Old Testament that Paul the Apostle carried around with him and quoted from when he wrote letters to the churches, the Septuagint version. And I was reading in the Septuagint yesterday, this verse, the Greek version of the Old Testament, listen to how it renders distinction. It says this, this is Exodus 33, 16 in the Brenton Septuagint translation. And how shall it surely be known that both I and this people have found favor with thee? Listen to this, except only if you go with us. Now, here's what got me excited. So both I and your people shall be glorified beyond all the nations, as many as are upon the earth. Do you see that? Do you see how that's, because here it's the thought that, that's, that's coming across in the scripture. That's the thought. Those three words that will be distinct, that will be distinguished, that will be glorified beyond the nations of the world. Put that word in the comments real quick. Glorified. Glorified. Put that in the comments. You're not just going to be distinct. How, how are you distinct? Let, let me break that down for a second because um, let, let, let's say, let's say, for example, let's say there was a wall and the wall had sections to it. Or let's say, you know what, let me do it this way. Let's say that there was a brick wall. And you're looking down that like reddish, you know, bricks are that reddish color. Let's say you're looking down that brick wall, brick wall, brick wall, and it all looks the same. It's all that same color of red brick. You keep looking, you keep looking, you keep looking. It's all the same. And all of a sudden you see somebody has painted one of those bricks green. Green brick in a wall, in a sea of red bricks, you see a green brick. Well, what's that going to do as your eyes are running down that wall that all looks the same? It, your eyes are going to stop and inspect that green brick. It's going to stand out to you. You're going to look at that and say, why in the world there's a green brick? What's going on with that? Why is there one brick that's green? What's different about, is there something special about that? Is it a marker? Is it a signpost? Is it, is it for something? Uh, is it, does it mark, is there an entrance there? I mean, like, what is it? You'll actually say, why is it different? And your eyes actually... Do you ever notice this? If you look at a large portion of something that's all the same, and then there's one little thing that's different, did you ever notice that your eye is drawn immediately to that part of it? Just like if you looked at that brick wall and it's all red brick and there's one green, your eye is going to immediately be drawn to the green brick. That's how, that's how your brain works. That's how your mind works. We don't look for what's the same. We look for what's different. We look for the contrast. We look for what stands out. We look for st what stands out. Um, there might be one photographer on this broadcast that disagrees with me, but that's why people use contrast even when they edit their photos. You know, if you go on Instagram or any other photo editing app, there's a way for you to add contrast. Many of the filters, by the way, many of the filters that are in some of these apps, uh, when you just pop a filter on, all a filter is, is a grouping of edits all in one. A filter is just a grouping of edits all in one. And so many of the filters, one of the things that it immediately adds to your photo is contrast. 
Contrast makes the dark. <laughs> Some add more than others. I know. I understand that. Um, but, you know, contrast makes the darks darker and the brights brighter. It, it actually creates a, 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 it creates a depth. It creates a difference. And, and your eye, okay, I'll give you another example. If you've ever, how many have ever seen vignetting used in like a portrait? Have you ever seen a portrait of somebody that was taken? And in the editing, in post-production, they added a vignette. If you don't know what a vignette is, it's when the corners or the edges of a picture are darkened and it fades from like dark into the center. Do you know why they use a vignette? A vignette draws your eyes to the subject of the image. It, it draws your eyes. It, it doesn't make everything look the same. It's actually pulling you towards the center where normally the eyes or the face of your portrait are. And so that's what vignetting does. Is It actually creates a contrast between the darker outer edge, edges of an image and the bright popping center of the focus of what you were actually photographing. That's what a vignette does. It just creates a contrast. And contrast shows the differences. It shows the differences. And when you are distinct, see, that's why people like, uh, if you've ever looked at professional photography or professional videography, that's the difference between your home camcorder and a professional video camera. Now it's being able to be done with DSLR cameras. Is that what they call depth of field. Have you ever seen that? Depth of field where the subject is in focus, but everything behind it is blurry. How many, if you've seen that, raise your hand in the comment. You know what I'm talking about. That depth of field concept. If you have an iPhone, one of the things they've added digitally is they've tricked the lens to do that with algorithms. It's called portrait mode. If you've ever seen portrait mode, all that does is leave your subject in focus and blur out the background. Lift your hand if you've ever seen that. You know what I'm talking about. So that what is that depth of field doing? It's creating a contrast. It makes the background all look the same, right? It blurs it out. It all just looks like a blurry same. And then it takes your subject and you've got that sharpness. You've got that focus and it pops the subject off of the background that is all blurry and all looks the same. It all blends together. Whereas your focus is on the subject in the foreground. That's contrast. That's distinction. That's distinguished. That is, you can see that thing pop out from everything else. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. God wants to do something for you in such a way that you will look different than all of the people of the earth. You will look different than the nations of the earth. You are distinct. You're the green brick in a sea of red bricks. You understand? You are what's popping off of the background of your culture, popping off of the background of your nation, popping off of the background of even the people in your neighborhood. God is moving to make a distinction among his people. And that's going to be our story in 2021. Don't let go of your word. Don't let, you know, and here is the key. Catch the key of what Moses said. Because I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. But catch the key of what Moses said. Moses said this, how will they even know that we have favor 
unless you go with us. You see that? That right there is the key. How will they know that we have your favor unless you're with us? Hallelujah. That right there is what we're looking for. We're looking for God being with us. Well, how do we ensure that God is with us? We only do what he says. We only go where he commands. We follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We stand on his word. You know, God was actually upset with the children of Israel. They shouldn't have had to stay in the wilderness for all the time that they did. They should have been, even when they spied the land, they should have listened to Joshua and Caleb. They should have gone immediately in. Let us go at once and take the land. And they could have. And they absolutely could have. They could have gone in immediately and taken the land without question. Without question. But they didn't. Why did they not? Because they trusted more. Now, here's the point you got to see in 2021. They trusted more in what their eyes saw in the natural realm than they did in what God already said. Do you see that? They trusted more in what their eyes saw in the natural realm than what God already said. And because that was the case, guess what? They had to wait and wait and wait. And here's what the Bible says. One of the men who had a report of faith, Caleb, it was 45 years later. And he said, I am 85 today, but I'm stronger today than the day I spied out the land. 85. He was 40 when they went in. 45 years later, he was still waiting to get his promise. Don't wait 40 years for what God can do for you in 2021. Don't wait. So, well, I don't think we have 20 years, 40 years. I believe Jesus is coming. Don't miss out on what God has planned for your life, for your business, for your ministry, for your family. He's going to bless you abundantly. He's going to bless you abundantly. And this is a year of supernatural blessing. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let go of your word. Why would you let go of the word of God and look at this natural realm? When have you ever been able to trust in the natural realm? I mean, literally, when have you ever been able to trust in a government, in a, a, a corporation, in men at large? I'm going to show you one more thing, one more key. Man, that's good coffee. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah chapter 17. I'll read one verse because here's the danger. And I want to just make you aware of the danger so that you know what it means to walk in the blessing. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Jeremiah 17, 5. Look at this. Jeremiah prophesies and says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart turns away 
from the Lord. One translation says, and in doing so, turns his heart away from the Lord. So you cannot trust in men and trust in God at the same time. Your trust either has to be in God or it has to be in men, one or the other, but it can't be in both. And and the Lord said it actually brings a curse when you trust in man rather than trusting in God. Men are not my help. Men are not my source. The government, let me tell you something, some little stimulus check is not my provision. Let me go there for a minute. Some little stimulus check. I don't care if they would have voted to increase it. Some little stimulus check from the government is not my source. It is not my source. God is my provider. You hearing what I'm saying? God is your provider. He can do more for you than some little stimulus check. He can do more for you than social security. He can do more for you than welfare. He can do more for you than some assistance or some pension or some, he can do more. God's bigger than a 401k. He's bigger than a Roth IRA. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God's bigger. God's bigger. God's not going to feed you government cheese and constipate you. (laughs) There's my friend, Dwayne. Love you, man. God's bigger. God's bigger. So I want you to hear this with me today. Don't put your trust in men. Put your trust in the Lord. If you look at the natural and put your trust in men or a government or a president or a Congress or a Senate, you're going to fail. You're going to fail because men are not the hope and they're not the help. God is the hope. God is the help. My help is from the Lord. It's from the Lord. And God has placed his spirit in me and he's placed it in you. And because he has, your help is dwelling on the inside of you. You've got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelling in your physical body today. Bible says so, Romans 8, 11. The same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in you. That's it. Think bigger. Think bigger. I agree with Kim. Think bigger. God's got bigger things. And you know what? And I'm glad you said that, Kim, because uh, one of the things the Lord has been uh, telling me to do is to enlarge and expand my vision. Enlarge and expand my vision. He said, whatever you used to think I could do for you or you know, whatever place you thought you were at, he said, start thinking a whole lot bigger, a whole lot bigger. Don't think at the level you've been thinking. Why? Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You're, what you believe to be true will determine the course of your life. Put it in the comments. One more thing. What I believe to be true will govern the course of my life. What I believe to be true will govern the course of, it'll, be, it'll govern what you say. It'll govern your actions. It'll govern what you sow. It'll govern where you go. It, everything. What you believe to be true will govern the course of your life. And so the Lord started dealing with me, especially in the last couple of weeks. He said, start enlarging your mind, enlarging your vision, enlarging your confession, enlarging what you're believing for. Don't you believe I can do bigger than that? Get bigger than that. Get bigger than that. Get bigger than that. And you do the same. You do the same. How about this? If you're renting a home right now, don't just believe that you're going to own your own home. Believe that you're going to own multiple homes and you'll be the landlord. (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. Get Think bigger. Think bigger. 
Think bigger. Because God's got big things planned for you. Don't let go of your word. Do not let go of your prophetic word. This is going to be your year to run in 2021. You're going to run. You're going to rise up, mount up with wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for every one of you that have been watching me today. Those of you that are that are believing for this, because I know there's some people that are like, well, I just don't know, but I'm going to pray because I'm believing that this is going to be a year that blows your mind and anybody that said it wouldn't take place, it'll blow their mind, blow their mind. God will make a distinction and he is making a distinction. I see Zach Ramsey. I love you. He's going to do the same for you, Zach. You and Heather are going to get it. There's mom in New York. You're going to get it, mama. Blessing this year. Blessing. I'm believing for every one of you. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you right now and ask the Lord to strengthen you and to strengthen your faith. Don't be distracted. One of the things you have to be sure of is that you're not distracted. Put your blinders on. I'm warning you now because here's where people miss it. They don't do this. If you have Bishop, our Bishop, Bishop Rick Thomas preached this, uh, I think it was, what, two weeks ago? Or, or yeah, no, it was during the word of the Lord. He said, there's going to be people that'll even try to come up and speak to you. And, you know, even it could be as, as, as soon as you leave your church service on Sunday and they meet you in the parking lot. They say, well, can you believe everything that's going on? You need to separate or just cut that conversation off. Say, I don't receive any of that. People be, people try to be too polite. Oh, and this stuff is spiritual. You can't mess around. I tell people straight up, if they, you're going to come and start confessing negatively to me, I don't receive any, I don't receive a word of what you just said. <laughs> well, can you believe how this nation, how rough it is, believe everything going on? I don't receive a word of any of that. It's not going to be a hard year. not going to be a rough year. I'm not crawling through the year. I'm not trudging through the year. I'm soaring through the year in Jesus' name. I'm soaring through the year, not trudging, not crawling, not struggling, not barely getting. I'm soaring through the year in Jesus' name. You're soaring through the year. Get ready. Spread your wings. Spread your wings and mount up. Wait upon the Lord. Watch what will happen. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying for every precious partner, friend, every person who's watching right now, live or replay, and if we put it on the podcast for every person listening, I pray in Jesus' name that from this day, a spirit of faith will come upon your people. Let this broadcast be something that sparked an impartation of faith in their heart. We refuse to let go of our word. We refuse to let go of our promise. Your word's true over everything, Lord. And so we stand on it. We will see it come to pass quickly. We're asking you, Lord, that before the first quarter comes to an end, before the first quarter comes to an end, answer all of our prayers and let us have to make new goals, new, new plans. Do it so quickly that it'll blow the minds of the wicked. Let the wicked see it and grind their teeth in anger, like Psalm 112 said. Let them see our increase, see our blessing, and grind their teeth in anger in Jesus' mighty name. 
We thank you. I pray that you would keep every person strong as they're fasting and praying. Keep their spirit strong. Give them a a greater expectancy than they've ever had in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give us revelation of your word like we've never had. And we thank you for that. We will see what we've never seen. A spirit of wisdom and revelation is coming upon us. We'll see what we've never seen in Jesus' mighty name. We give you honor. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And if you believe that prayer, throw some fire in the comments section and let me know that you believe the word of the Lord today in Jesus' name. Praise God. I feel victory, man. I'm just telling you, I feel victory. And you don't have to feel it, but I feel it. (laughs) It's going to be so good this year. I'm blown away by how God's already been good in the first eight days of January. It's been supernatural. I'll take any questions you may have at the end of this broadcast. Uh, Don't forget the brand new book, A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, is now available on Amazon uh, for paperback if you'd like to get it. It's also available in ebook format on Kindle and Apple Books. If you'd like to get that book, it's available now. Please, as you're buying it, as you're reading it, do me a favor and leave a review. Uh, and I'm not asking you for a five-star review. If you don't think it's a five-star book, do what's honest to you. But uh, leave a review on Amazon and help us to get this word out. Uh, it was encouraging to me to see that we jumped into the top 700 uh, books in Christian, like Christian uh, spiritual growth uh, books. And so that's that's encouraging to me. Um, I don't even know how many there are. There might be like 750 books in that. I don't know. It was encouraging to me. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people respond. It's blessing a lot of people. And that's why we wrote it. It's the most um, exhaustive book written right now, in my opinion. And I've read all of them. I mean, literally anything that was about fasting, I have it. And I've read it. Um, and, and I did my best to make it that way for you guys. Thank you, Regina, for sowing a seed. And so thank you for um, thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for grabbing the book. Recommend it to people. Do it at your church. You know, if you want to do it at your church for small groups or whatever, you know, call our office. We'll do, if you want to get a bunch of them all at one time, we'll do a, a bulk discount for you. We'll hook you up. But we want you to engage in fasting and prayer with us. And I want to encourage you to sow a seed, by the way. Those of you that are on, take this time right now to sow a seed by faith. Yeah, my cousin Jonathan's been, uh, we, we've um, worked together and we're going to get that into his hands. He's sending it out um, through his ministry this month as well. And uh, we're encouraging people to fast and pray. Thank you, Rose, for sowing a seed. How you can give, if you're on Facebook with me right now, uh, I say that because some people, people may be listening to the podcast. But if you're on Facebook, you can use hashtag donate as others have done, or you can also go to miracleword.com, miracleword.com. And right there on the give page is every way that you can sow a seed. You can use cash app. Our uh, cash tag is at, or excuse me, dollar sign, MW give for miracle word, MW give. If you're going to use Venmo, it's the same, except it's an at sign at MW give wherever you are in the world. I believe you can use PayPal if you'd like to do that. Um, our website has our mailing address. If you'd like to mail a check 
whatever you'd like to do, but you can give by debit or credit card as well, right on the website and sow your seed. And let me encourage you to sow. If you're believing for increase, don't do something that you've done in the past. Thank you, Carol, for sowing a seed. Don't do something you've done in the past. Do something that is significant, that takes faith, that's actually going to move you into the harvest God has planned for your 2021. Thank you, Tyler, for sowing a seed. Do something that's going to be significant. And for everybody that is standing with us in partnership uh, at $85 or more in the month of January, we're going to be sending you uh, as our gift to you, Gloria Copeland's book, God's Will is Prosperity. Powerful book. It's the book that broke Bishop David Oyedepo into the ministry of prosperity. And now he is one of the largest ministries in the world, largest church building in the world. And he's preaching to almost half a million people live every Sunday. Um, it, it, it's really amazing. And uh, we're going to do that to bless you. Those of you that are sowing largely at $1,000 or more, we're not only going to send you that book by Gloria Copeland, but also a genuine leather life application study Bible in the New Living Translation. One of my new favorite Bible study tools. It goes deep. Uh, all kinds of resources to go deeper in your Bible study. It's great, especially now when we're going through the Bible in 90 days, fasting and praying, and uh, it'll help you a lot. And I'll sign it to you to say thank you for sowing largely. This coming week, not to, uh, not yesterday, but uh, next week on the 14th, big announcement. Guess what? We start live. Um, our program goes live, which means it's going to be airing on television. Miracle Word TV is launching. Uh, and we're going to be touching the nations of the world every single week on TV. And I'm telling you, I believe that with you, Leslie. I believe that with you. Starting this coming week on the 14th, our first broadcast is airing and uh, and we're launching into television ministry just like God said we would. Literally before this first month is over, we're already running in uh, in 2021 and we've got plans. We're working very hard uh, behind the scenes. We have plans to disciple people around the world. We're creating a digital discipleship program uh, where people can, wherever they are, with one or two clicks online, gain access to teaching. And uh, really, I'm creating a customized next steps program for new believers that they can access without any cost to them. I actually sat down uh, with the Walter Houses um, when I was in Ohio, who are working with Feed the Hungry, who we stand with every single month. And they said they would even like to look at using that around the world for a Feed the Hungry's discipleship program. And uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be impactful. We're going to see more souls saved in this year than we ever have before. God's doing it. God is doing it. And uh, it's amazing. We have uh, two more services before I head home to begin work on television and some of the other things we're doing. So tomorrow morning, we are finishing at the Life Church Danville. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be supernatural, supernatural, 10 a.m. And then, of course, my friend, Pastor Brian Wright, who you know is on the board of this ministry. When I laid hands on him the other night, he said, the Lord spoke to me when you laid hands on me. He said, ask Brother Ted to come over for one final miracle service. And so we're going to be joining uh, our friends at Boomerang Church in Albemarle, North Carolina, 
uh, for one service, just one service. Uh, tomorrow night, it's at 4 p.m. It's at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And you can come, if you're anywhere close, get there and be a part of it. We're believing God for miracles. And then right at 7 o'clock, 7.30, I'm jumping on a plane, flying straight home to see my family and get to work. Amen. Get to work on uh, everything God's opening the doors for. And it's going to be great. Any questions at all uh, before we go? I love you guys and I appreciate hanging. I've missed you. Carolyn's been taking over the broadcast and she did such an amazing job. Um, if you enjoyed Carolyn this last week, throw that little dancing woman emoji with the red dress up in the comments section, the little red dress twirly dance girl emoji. Uh, if you've been enjoying Carolyn, she has been crushing it and, uh, anointed every single day. I can't tell you how thankful I am for her and all that she's doing for the kingdom of God. I mean, she's powerful. She really is powerful. And um, Kathy said, how do we give? You can go to miracleword.com, Kathy. Um, you can use hashtag donate in the comments section. Uh, but at, if you go to miracleword.com, all of the information is there to sow a seed. Look at all the people putting up the dancing woman emoji with the red dress. She crushed it. And uh, she's so anointed. Do you know when I get home, she's been invited and uh, Carolyn is going to be speaking, if you didn't know. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that for a moment, Jeanette, in just a second. Um, Carolyn's going to be speaking uh, to the nations on Faith Broadcasting Network, along with uh, Jenny Raybert, along with Nicole Crank. Um, and this is coming up, I believe, next next week. Not Not the coming week when I get home, but the week right after. She's going to be going over and speaking from the Faith Broadcasting Television Studio along with those other ladies, and they're going to be preaching the gospel to the nations of the world. So doors are opening for her. She's crushing it. I'm so excited. Uh, her book has done so well. Uh, lines, many of you have gotten it. Many of you are, um, are, are reading it with small groups, and, and it's just been amazing. And God's been blessed. I'm so thankful for an anointed wife. And she's done awesome. Um, somebody's wondering on how do you properly end a fast? I do a whole section in the book, a complete guide to biblical fasting. Um, I do a whole section in the frequently asked questions uh, section of that book, how to safely and properly end your fast, as well as how to safely and properly begin a fast or the best ways to begin a fast. Um, but there is a way that you can safely end a fast, especially if you're doing like what we're doing where it's extended fasting and you're just drinking liquids. Um, now, if you're really doing water, where you really, just let me just say this, I'm not gonna teach on it fully because you can get the book and read it, it's why I wrote it. But um, let me say this, where you really need to be careful coming off of a fast is if you've been doing extended fasting and you're only drinking water, if you're doing a water-only extended fast, use wisdom coming off of the fast. Um, they recommend that for every seven days that you have totally fasted with water only, that you should take at least one day to come back into eating, and very carefully, meaning just have salad, maybe some yogurt, 
um, you know, fresh fruit after a while, uh, juices, you know, get your digestive system. Because what happens is your digestive system completely shuts down. And so it's not good to just throw heavy food back at your, at, you know, meats, all that kind of stuff. And it, and it, it's not good. It hurt. It actually hurts your body. So you come back in, um, very easily, especially, and, and I mean this water only fasting, especially every seven days you fasted water only take at least a day to ease back in. Maybe start with fruit juices and then get into soups and, you know, uh, yogurts, fresh fruits like that salads. And then, then start maybe, maybe have a piece of toast or something to start in reintroducing that, that food into your body. And don't do like I did one time and go straight to the Burger King drive through bad move on every side. Didn't even make it home. I'm just telling you, it's a bad, it's a bad move. Yeah. Lynn said, do not end a long fast with onion rings. You better believe it. Don't do that. Yeah. Be very careful how you be very careful how you do that. I love you guys so much. Enjoyed it. I missed you. Missed being on with you. I'm going to be back. So listen to this. Before I go, let me just give you one thing. Um, I'm going to be back in the studio um, starting on Monday back in Florida. Be back in the Miracle Word Studios, Lord willing. And then we'll have our normal Monday through Saturday. That's our schedule during the fast. Monday through Saturday broadcasts. And then uh, after, not just in the morning, but we're going to be doing night sessions as well to stir your faith. And so uh, I'm going to be doing a, a nine o'clock PM night service, nine o'clock PM night service during the fast to stir your faith. And so I'll give you details about that Monday um, when I get back, but the first one will be on Monday. So Monday night at nine. And so it's going to be 1030 AM and, and at night at 9 PM. And, um, I believe we're going to be doing those services Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday. I don't believe I will do it on Saturday, though, though, though we will have the morning broadcast. But I believe the new schedule for the fast as I get home Monday through Friday, 1030 a.m., 9 p.m., and then Saturday morning, 1030 a.m. So and then we take Sunday off. So just want to give you guys a heads up. We're going to be doing that to continue building your faith during the fast. Stay strong. I love you so much. Thanks for hanging with me today. Thanks to everybody that's sowing seeds. We love you. Appreciate you. It's going to be a great day tomorrow in the Holy Ghost. And then I'm going to be back in the studio starting Monday. Have a great one and uh, continue expecting great things from the Lord. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.